brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Yesterday, the FSSP, the Fraternity of St. Peter, issued a short statement that stunned many Catholics. Francis has recognized the FSSP's right to continue saying the traditional Latin Mass and to provide the traditional Catholic sacraments. This sent shockwaves through the Church, but there are a lot of things about this statement we need to talk about. So today I have for you the statement the FSSP made, the short decree by Francis, and we'll talk about the context of the statement and what was said and honestly what was left unsaid because there are things not stated in the decree of Francis that has left some people asking some pretty good questions. So let's get to the story because it's an important one that everyone should be talking about. So let's start with the statement by the FSSP. I have it for you in full, and it's very short, less than two minutes in duration. It follows, and it came from the FSSP official website. The official communique of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter. Fribourg, February 21st, 2022. On Friday, February 4th, 2022, two members of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter, Father Benoit Paul Joseph, Superior of the District of France, and Father Vincent Ribeton, Rector of St. Peter's Seminary in Witzbad, were received in private audience by the Holy Father, Pope Francis, for nearly an hour. During the very cordial meeting, they recalled the origins of the fraternity in 1988. The Pope expressed that he was very impressed by the approach taken by its founders, their desire to remain faithful to the Roman Pontiff and their trust in the Church. He said that this gesture should be, quote, preserved, protected, and encouraged, end quote. In the course of the audience, the Pope made it clear that institutes such as the Fraternity of St. Peter are not affected by the general provisions of the modu proprio Traditionis Custodis, since the use of the ancient liturgical books was at the origin of their existence and is provided for in their constitutions. The Holy Father subsequently sent a decree signed by him and dated February 11th, the day the fraternity was solemnly consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, confirming for the members of the fraternity the right to use the liturgical books in force in 1962, namely the Missal, the Ritual, and the Pontifical and Roman Breviary. Grateful to the Holy Father, the members of the Fraternity of St. Peter are in thanksgiving for this confirmation of their mission. They invite all the faithful who feel close to them as a spiritual family to attend or join them in prayer at the Mass tomorrow, on the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter, and to pray for the Supreme Pontiff. That statement is on the surface very good news. The FSSP have in writing a promise from Francis to continue to be able to say the traditional Mass. Given the rumors surrounding the former Ecclesia Dei groups like the FSSP that something was coming for them on Ash Wednesday, and that it would be not good, this is being seen almost universally as a reversal by Francis. Why would he do that? We'll go over that here in a moment. Key to understanding what he did here and why he did it is the decree he issued on the 11th of February this year, and it wasn't even made public until the 21st. It follows and is extremely short. Decree of Pope Francis confirming the use of the 1962 liturgical books. Issued 11th of February, 2022. The Holy Father, Francis, grants to each and every member of the Society of Apostolic Life, Fraternity of St. Peter, founded on July 18, 1988, and declared of pontifical right by the Holy See, the faculty to celebrate the sacrifice of the Mass, and to carry out the sacraments and other sacred rites, 
as well as to fulfill the divine office, according to the typical editions of the liturgical books, namely the Missal, the Ritual, the Pontifical, and the Roman Breviary, in force in the year 1962. They may use this faculty in their own churches or oratories, otherwise it may only be used with the consent of the ordinary of the place, except for the celebration of private masses. Without prejudice to what has been said above, the Holy Father suggests that, as far as possible, the provisions of the motu proprio Traditionis Custodis be taken into account as well. Given in Rome, near St. Peter's, on February 11th, the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, in the year 2022, the ninth year of my pontificate, Francis. Note something there, that the provisions of Traditionis Custodis are to be followed as far as possible. What does that mean? For the FSSP, I have no idea what that means. It's an ambiguous statement and one that I suspect is going to cause trouble in the future. But the provisions and questions would be the reading of the scripture in the vernacular in the approved local translation, among other provisions meant to force the Latin Mass to submit to the Bugnini Rite. Nothing in the decree states that the FSSP are to be free from being forced to say the new Mass in addition to saying the Apostolic Mass. That includes the Chrism Mass held by the bishop every year, by the way. Nor does it say that they'll be free from having to affirm the errors of the Second Vatican Ecumenical and Non-Binding Pastoral Council. The key provision to watch for this for the FSSP and Traditionis Custodis is the requirement in that document that states that no new personal parishes will be erected for the traditional Latin Mass. How that affects the FSSP will be interesting to see because there is a lot more demand for them than there is supply of priests and churches. And Francis's decree does state that the FSSP are to implement the provisions of Traditionis Custodis as best they can. Why would Francis issue this now? There's a, couple, a few plausible explanations for this. First, you have the nearly countless theologians that have come out and said that Traditionis Custodis isn't binding, and that it is illicit as documents go. Groups like the FSSP are protected by their organizational constitutions, which the Church approved upon the formation of these groups. In plain language, Francis cannot change their constitutions or ignore them unilaterally. These groups are now overseen by the Congregation for Divine Worship, and I suspect that we'll see indications that the CDW is looking into the constitutions of the various groups in question, and I'll address that more here in a moment. Just remember, the modernists are not going to rest until they've smashed tradition entirely, unless they've had a major change of heart, which I don't believe for a second. So keep a vigilant and watchful eye out as events transpire please. This is the very worst time to unplug from the events in the church, so don't do that this year, please. There's another bit of news that I think is directly related to this. Around the same time that the FSSP met with Francis, the Superior General of the Society of St. Pius X met with Francis, and they have promised a statement on their meeting, and it hasn't come out yet. Very, very curious. I've been waiting for that statement, and when it comes out, I will have it for you. But I think that's important here also. Francis seems to be meeting with everybody involved. And what that portends, I don't know. And either you're going to get something positive from uh, for the church broadly with the SSPX and Francis, or you're going to see the lines even harden more. So keep, keep everybody involved in your prayers on this. But let's look at the decree itself. There are things that the decree in the FSSP statement don't say. For instance, Francis's decree does not say whether there will ever be another FSSP church built or oratorio opened, nor that the current ones will necessarily stay open. 
It doesn't say further discernment won't come later, possibly for the con from the Congregation for Divine Worship, which was just reformed and explicitly says we'll be studying and discerning organizations like the Anglican Ordinariate. And remember, the Congregation for Divine Worship is where the FSSP are overseen by Rome, and they are staffed with Francis Loyalists. The decree does not say any FSSP priest is protected from having to say the Novus Ordo, or from eventually being forced to offer it alongside the TLM. The decree doesn't say there will necessarily ever be another FSSP ordination, though no move has as of yet been taken on that front, to be clear. Priestly ordinations are typically done in June, so if some move against that were to be made, it would happen soon. There is no guarantee in the decree that priests of the Fraternity of St. Peter will not be forced to con-celebrate the new Mass with the uh, bishop at his chrism Mass in the days leading up to Easter. Canon law says a priest cannot be forced to con-celebrate anything, but we know how much that's worth these days. But bear all this in mind. Even if no other negative actions come later, according to their own official website, the FSSP only has 350 priests, period. The focus has been on diocesan TLMs, which frankly outnumber the FSSP and the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest's offerings. Francis hasn't left the door open for 10% or even 1% of Catholics to access the traditional Latin Mass. So let's turn to this thought here. It's from Eric Sammons, editor-in-chief of the revamped 1 Peter 5 in Crisis magazine. And he had this observation that he made public on Twitter. Quote, we can and should be thankful that the Pope has confirmed the charism of the FSSP while still understanding that his long-term desire is to eliminate the traditional liturgy. End quote. There's a bigger game being played here, and the details will continue to emerge. Numerous outlets reported back in January that on Ash Wednesday, one week from tomorrow, Rome would issue a new decree against the former Ecclesia Dei groups like the FSSP. That might still happen. We don't know for sure. Francis may have backed down from that, sensing that there was opposition from all quarters in the church to suppressing the apostolic mass, and even opposition from secular voices. There were secular, non-Catholic voices in very mainstream news outlets questioning what Francis was doing with this. Something to remember there. Another thing to consider. While Francis's move with the FSSP is good news, at least for the time being, thousands of Catholics who attend the TLM exclusively or regularly have zero access to the FSSP or similar institutes. They rely on diocesan clergy, who have been the focus of Traditionis Custodis, and their bishop would rather destroy themselves than allow the FSSP or similar groups to be in their dioceses or in their countries at all. The FSSP and their sister organizations serve locally at the pleasure and invitation of the local bishop. Traditionis Custodis has been aimed at the growth of the apostolic mass at the diocesan level because that's where most Catholics are, and those are unequivocally affected by the norms of Traditionis Custodis and the responsa, and some bishops are getting pressure from Rome to enforce their rules. I know this because I reported on this just a few days ago. Don't let a mentality set in that things are all right just because you attend an FSSP parish because many Catholics are suffering in this, and that will further divide the, in the church, as well as helping bury the sense of urgency in resisting modernism. It's also worth noting here that the partisan infighting among FSSP, SSPX, Institute of Christ the King, and other group loyalists really should stop. That's not to say that there aren't serious points of discussion to be had between them. Those discussions should continue, but respectfully. But this irrational hatred of each other is counterproductive and only serves the modernists in Rome's ultimate purposes. And overall, this looms the long shadow cast by Ash Wednesday. Numerous sources in Rome reported that there was to be a document coming targeting the FSSP and similar groups that would be released that day. 
Is that still the case? Did Francis back down with this document? I don't know what to think, honestly, but I don't trust it. Let me know what you think in the comments, please. As for Ash Wednesday, I'll be making sure my schedule is free so that if the story does break on Ash Wednesday, I can get it to you as quickly as possible. I honestly hope that reporting proves to be wrong and that on that day, you're just going to Mass and to work and doing your normal thing that you would do on Ash Wednesday, and you get one single run-of-the-mill news story from me, and not a second one, detailing some nefarious document from the Great Merciful One. But let me know what you think of all this in the comments, please. Please be vigilant in this. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.